0: I don't want to be a doctor, but I want to be a plastic surgeon because I want. But I wanted to work in reconstructive surgery. Then year eleven happened and decided that, oh my god, I'm so gay and I want to make clothes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you go through this thing in your teenage years where you think that like coming out is going to be the end of the world and it's going to really fuck everything up and it doesn't. It's actually fine to be different. It's fine to be who you want to be. It's fine to be weird. It's fine to have these differences in emotions like Mm. you grow up and you'll find that support system it's all gonna work out at the end stick with it if you're listening you are loved and you will be loved and you're important to someone
1: Yes, I am back again already, beautiful people. I thought I'd squeeze in a bonus episode this week to celebrate Mardi Gras. So this is the very first Seize the Gay with my dear friend Khan Ong. You may have already seen his stellar performance in last year's season of MasterChef, making it to the top three with his incredible innovation and culinary flair. But whether or not you watch the show, there are so many more dimensions to this wonderful human and I wanted to share some of his inspiring and multifaceted story. Born in an Indonesian refugee camp and emigrating with his Vietnamese family in the 1990s, Khan has come out of the closet twice, had careers in fashion design, styling and music before cooking was even on the cards, and has done a stint in London all before the age of 20. He is a wonderful example that finding your yay isn't a straightforward smooth ride and takes tenacity, resilience and self-exploration. But he's finally getting there, seizing his newfound career in food with both hands, recently launching his first venue, the George on Collins, with many more exciting projects to come. Like episode 23 with Georgia and Lee, this is a beautiful mix of audio-blowing laughter and the more serious tear-jerking reflections, so I hope you enjoy the roller coaster as much as I did. Guys, I am so excited today.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was just taking a sip of my green juice.
1: <laughs> we're just sipping on Green Street juices. Um, not sponsored, just amazing. <laughs> yeah, just
0: yum. She's like, do you want one? I'm like, yes, please.
1: <laughs> so we're hydrated as a great start. I'm so excited about this episode because it's a bonus, spontaneous, super exciting one in honor of Mardi Gras. Woo! So, let me paint a picture. Basically, I just walked into Khan's house and I said, oh, what are those cupcakes just sitting there? Because it's not unusual to find cooking activities going on in Khan's house. And he's like, they're my gay cupcakes. (laughs) It's like, how do you know they're gay? Have they come out to you?
0: (laughs) They're they're, going to be iced with all the gay flag (laughs) colours. Like legitimately, that's what I'm doing. I literally and I was Googling, I was like, I need like a sugar-free icing. So I was like, ooh, cool. Buttercream. Sugar-free buttercream icing, done.
1: <laughs> that's gay friendly. Buttercream.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're on
1: keto. <laughs> okay, so before we start our first segment, which you all know is called Way TA, to but today it's called Gay TA. <laughs> There's so much already. (laughs) And this episode is called Seize the Gay. I'm so excited. I'm seizing my gay right now because Khan is my gay person. (laughs) Um, Before we start with that, I always love to start, of course, with asking everyone what the most down-to-earth thing is about them. And you're amazing already at showing your glam self, but also your down-to-earth real self on Instagram. But just in case anyone hasn't come across you before, what's something that cuts through that glossy social media surface that makes you super relatable?
0: Okay, so... I think my career is in food right now, but at the same time, sometimes I just can't be bothered cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and the more that I work now, the more that I can't be bothered cooking for myself. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I I cook for like recipe testing and things like that. But like sometimes I'll just literally chop up an avocado, have some lettuce with a can of tuna. And like, that would be my dinner. (laughs) It's
1: your gourmet dinner. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, cool. Like I go to all of these like cool restaurants and stuff, but for dinner tonight, I'm having a can of chili tuna. (laughs) And I think that's really down to earth because I think that's real life. Like sometimes you don't have the time or the energy to be cooking your dinner. So you do the easiest thing.
1: Yeah. Totally. Mm. And I think people do think, you know, once you've been on MasterChef, everything you could do is going to be a braised double blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> But you're like, no, nah, two-minute noodles. That and does me oh fine. Oh, my God,
0: two-minute noodles. Okay. So my <laughs> housemate and I, Diana, um, Diana Shamsen, she was on MasterChef the year before me. Yeah. We actually met through it. We actually cooked two-minute noodles all the time. And like, That's even
1: funnier because like- it's <laughs> two MasterChefs. Chefs. <laughs> What do you? What do the two master chefs in the house make? Oh, yeah, two minute noodles. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe a bit of seasoning on top. Yeah, we
0: we do add herbs to it, but like at the same <gasps> wow. time, we literally just sit there and go, okay, what flavour do you want? Do you want laksa? Do you want pho? <laughs> what flavour do you want? And <laughs> yeah. we just have like packets of it in <laughs> our pantry.
1: Yeah, that's super Dutch word. I love that. That's the uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> okay, so first segment, gay TA. Mm. Tell us about Young Khan. I mean, a lot of people in the last season of MasterChef, the whole of Australia fell in love with you. I mean, Thank we you. were already in love with you before, but the whole of Australia caught up and <laughs> got no with the program.
0: Usually no one saw that, but I just did hair flicks.
1: That <laughs> major hair flicks. Nothing <laughs> flamboyant about Khan. But, you know, there was a whole story before that. You had a, already had a career before anything mm. related to cooking. You're an amazing, amazing, very sought after DJ. Thank you. Um, but also obviously have a whole life before that. So mm. take us back to the very beginning and tell us about Young Khan.
0: So I'm Vietnamese, both parents are Vietnamese. My parents immigrated to Australia. They were refugees. When, you were actually uh,
1: born in an Indonesian refugee camp. Yeah, I was born in... in you do your homework. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was born in an Indonesian refugee camp. Um, it was actually closer to Malaysia, but it was still part of Indonesia. Um, little island... Parents lived there for four years. I was born there. I lived there for two years. I don't remember any of it, obviously, because I actually, that's a lie. I do remember one thing. I'm, like, not scared of snakes whatsoever, oh. and I try to figure out why that was, and I, I always had this reoccurring memory that I used to play with snakes. Still do, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, that's what Mardi Gras is all about, right? <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: um, yeah, so I was like to mum, like... I have this like feeling that I used to play with snakes and like mum's like, yeah, dad actually used to make a living on the refugee camps capturing snakes and they would always be in the house in like (gasps) little like woven baskets and stuff. And you used to love them. Like you used to froth them. And I was (laughs) like, well, I do remember like there was a snake in my life. I just don't know. I didn't know that there were many.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that actually is my
0: only memory of being in, in, in like in the refugee camp. Um, parents came over. Obviously, when I was two, I came with them. Grew up in Springvale, like a Spring-y. very yeah, typical Vietnamese community. Yeah. Lived with an auntie. Well, I realise now that she wasn't actually my auntie. We just had similar last names. And like the whole <laughs> Vietnamese community supports each other. And they're like, oh, similar last names. There must be like some kind of connection somewhere. Yeah, you're
1: related somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back in
0: the family tree. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, well, it's funny because mum says that she owes like basically everything to her like this woman that wasn't even really related to us that was, like, supportive of trying to get us to Australia because um, the way it works when you're in a refugee camp is you get processed and then you get, like, if you get the okay, you get brought over. But you actually have to have funds to actually pay for the trip. So oh. it's not always a paid-for trip. Okay. Yeah, so she actually supported that whole system.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, so That's that was amazing. really – It was really lovely. And, I like, we still speak to her now. Oh shit,
1: sorry, guys. That was my
0: phone. I'm <laughs> so unprofessional. <laughs> That's probably me texting you, being yeah. like, you're <laughs> going to make me cry. Yeah. Stop.
1: <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep, was. Yep.
0: Um. Yeah, so I grew um, – we lived with her for about three, four years until mum and dad were working full-time and could afford to then – rent and then eventually get their own place Mm -hmm. um we didn't have a car for like literally the first three years my first year of primary no um what is it before primary school kindergarten yeah that's what it is (laughs) such a fob (laughs) i was like what what was it Um, what's that word (laughs) mum used to push me in a stroller to school and she used to tell me this story all the time, but I don't remember it being like this. I thought it was really fun. But she's like, like, it would be cold, Khan, and your nose would be running. And it always Aww. felt so bad that you, there was no car to keep you warm to take you to school. And I was like, don't remember that. But
1: yeah, <laughs> Probably lucky. Yeah. So that <laughs> oh, was kind of little like... little baby Khan. Yeah,
0: the whole beginnings. Mum was always in the rag trade. So she was a seamstress in Vietnam. She was a seamstress here. And then she actually moved on to becoming like a pat No, a... um, Oh, what is that... What are they called? Samples, she made the samples. She used to make, she, she worked her way up the chain and started making samples for major retailers, like um, Suzanne at, the, at that time, Portman's. Oh, so wow. she would be like, she would literally make the first item and then it would be copied
1: oh. by all the others
0: that was working in the factory. So that was what mum did for a while. Um, and then dad was a butcher. Um, he started his own business when I was about nine. Um, and that business actually has continued all the way through until now. Mum's obviously taken over. Um, Dad passed away when I was... 15. 15. Um, yeah, so uh, mum's actually grown that business to more butcher shops, fishmongers... That's
1: so cool, it's commercial still around. real estate. Yeah,
0: so she, she kept down that kind of route. I don't remember primary school being hard. I thought that it was a really fun time. I've actually always loved my schooling. The hardest thing that I actually found was knowing that my parents were working so hard to make something of themselves for me. Mm. And then it was kind of like, then it adds this pressure on of like, I needed to do better. Yeah. Because like they've made sacrifices. So I shouldn't let that go to waste.
1: Yeah.
0: And I get, and so this is probably when it kicks into the whole gay thing because it's kind of like there were added pressures where it wasn't just an ethnic family and how their views were on gay, like, lifestyles, queer lifestyles, um, things like that. So that was always, like, in the back of my mind. Mm. But then it was, like, the added pressure of, like, how much sacrifice that they made. And then, like, you feel as a child that you might disappoint your parents. And you you go through that for... Literally, I reckon, as a gay man anyway, I think I felt like that for the majority of my teens. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just what it is. It's just how you feel. Like, it's... Uh, there's no... Like, it's not like my parents made me feel that way, but it was just how You put that pressure... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, on yourself. Yeah. So, um,
1: so you... When did you come out? Or were you always out? I was pretty much always
0: out. I came out twice. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love you so much. You're like, people weren't listening enough the first time. It wasn't big enough. I need to do this again. <laughs> no, I, um, I
0: came out um, at the beginning of year seven. So really, really... Really, really early. Um, at the beginning of year seven, I came out to. Um, I went to a school called Halebury mm-hmm. and I felt really comfortable there. So I came out straight away, and it was like really simple, really easy. Um, no one thought anything of it. And then, I moved schools. Mm-hmm. So I uh-huh. went to Melbourne High.
1: Yeah, so everyone, just to give you some context, Melbourne High is the brother school of what where I went, which is Macrob, and there you know, selective academic, selective entry academic schools that are, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be mm. a particular type of person. Definitely. To Obviously academics is the main focus, but I think because of the nature of the selective entry academic yeah. criteria, it's, it's maybe, a, I don't know about less diversity, but, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to explain. But yeah, it's a diff- very, very different environment.
0: Yeah, it's a very different environment. Um, it made my mother and my father's like whole life I was I gonna this say like <laughs> as, as a Vietnamese man like as an Asian um my parents were like you have to get in because everyone else would be so jealous that my son got in <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the main reason yeah. not for your future no, not for anything it's
0: for pride so <laughs> yeah. yeah so I got into Melbourne High but then like Melbourne High is an all-boys school very academic like it was just to- it was a total different like environment to what I was used to. Like Halebury is a private school. Everyone's actually quite open-minded. Mm. And like, they, I think um, everyone kind of was really supportive of each other. Uh, whereas at Melbourne High, I felt like it's an all-boys school. I'm not going to have that support system. I'm going to go back in the closet. <laughs> so I you went back in I, I I those <laughs> shut those doors. Shut those doors. Put some clothes on, headed back into the closet, <laughs> lived under the stairs. Harry Look Potter my heels vibes.
1: shit. <laughs> Shaved oh, my head, no. yeah. <laughs> Um It's very conservative, to say the least. Yeah, it's,
0: it is very conservative. But then I came back out like, like oh, sorry. Was that the first swear word?
1: No, you're allowed to swear. Oh, okay. Yeah, people yeah, swear all the time. Yeah,
0: it. I'm like, I'd have to hold my tongue. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, so it was like, um, I came back out like six or seven months later. It was all fine again. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was great. But at the same time, I didn't s- feel comfortable still mm. at the school. So I spoke to mum and dad and they were like, yeah, cool. If you make the schooling cost the same, you can go back to Hailbury."
1: What do you mean?
0: Well, Melbourne High...
1: As in if you get a scholarship to go back Yeah, to well, Halebrough. basically, yeah. That, they didn't say it like that. They just said, <laughs> you
0: make the schools cost the same and you can go back. Wow. And I was like, all right, how are we going to do this?
1: <laughs> Melbourne High is a government school. Halebury is a private school. Very, yeah. different, v- fees v- very different fees. Very
0: different fees. I think we're talking like 30 grand against three grand. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive number. It's a massive number. But so I was like, all right, academic scholarships only go up to 50%. Like that's still like 15 right now like what yeah. do i do so i applied for so first i applied for a general excellence scholarship because i was really like i was into the sports i was into theater i was into music i i was an all-rounder i was into my arts like mm. so i applied for the general excellence scholarship and hey Bree were like yep you can have it it's 50 percent." and i was like okay cool and i was like i don't i, I need it to be more than 50 percent." and they're like well if you can well you can try for a academic scholarship and it'll bump it up if you get through. And I was like, okay, the night before my exam for the scholarship, my mum decides to throw a party because <laughs> it was on a Saturday. The scholarship exam was on a Saturday and I was, it was a Friday. I was up until 3am. <gasps> like with her, like with all her friends, like just <laughs> laughing. And then I had to do the exam the next day.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Long story short, aced it. Got the full scholarship oh, Went back yeah. to Halebury <laughs> <laughs> But I was like Mum What was that all about And she goes We didn't want you to come back We were trying to do anything That would stop you from coming back oh But my we gosh. already made that promise to you That if you made schooling the same
1: Oh she was sabotaging <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I know
0: How evil So
1: scheming <laughs> I know I
0: know I know. But it all worked out Came back to Halebury Loved it Still love it to this day mm-hmm. I've got my 10 year reunion coming up Oh. I know I'm a kind of like Oh, my God, I'm getting so old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've already had mine, so I hear you.
0: I'm like, yeah, 10 years is the first milestone.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then the
0: next one's 20. Oh, my God. Anyway, went back to Halebury, loved my time there, um, had a really nice couple of years, and then that's when Dad told us that he had liver cancer, which he had known about for two years, but, like, Mm. kind of tried to keep it from us. Because we, he was still building his businesses at the time. Yeah. And so he th- put that to the forefront and he was like, health doesn't matter right now. I need to work. I need to set my family up. Yeah. Which, obviously, an amazing thing to do, but at the same time, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, what the fuck? How do we yeah. plan and process this it, when you've been holding it in it was all this time? It was ridiculous. It was just yeah. literally
0: ridiculous. But um, it's it was his decision and it was done by that point because by the time that he told us he was in the final stages oh. so it was like then mum kind of like went full on health and was like okay how do we make this work yeah. so we stopped Doing the conventional medicine kind of route And we went to like witch doctors We went to like psychics
1: I love how you call them witch doctors <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, they're witch doctors, yeah. okay Well, there was, there was one that was really ridiculous One told mum and dad that the, if they flew to Vietnam And released a hundred snakes My dad would get better And I was <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense what? Like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense Anyway, but at that point mum was like, anything Yeah Anything Throw everything at Like, it. throw everything at me I will go and I will do it. So dad was like, no, we're not doing that. It's going to be a wasted trip. I'm not going to Vietnam for like a week to re- to find these snakes <laughs> and release them into the wild. Yeah. And then, oh, and the biggest thing was after that, they were supposed to get separated. That was what the witch doctor said. Your parents? Yeah. The witch doctor was like, well, after you release the snakes, it would clear like his energy, but... The reason that yeah, because the reason that dad is sick is because mum's life force was too strong and it was suffocating his. Oh, and I was like, okay, that is so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm very spiritual. Yeah, like I care about like the crystals and astrology. Like, I literally I went to um. You know our friend Tara. Yeah. She had a launch last night of her future yeah, yeah. company. Yeah. Brothers, yeah, yeah. but there was an astrologist there, just like as a guest, and we were like standing with her for like an hour. Just yeah. being like, So my chart. Like yeah. <laughs> tell me more Tell me which houses. <laughs> I yeah. think it's in. like Cancer Moon. Yeah. No, Leo rising. Yeah. This <laughs> is why I'm crazy. <laughs> Retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um but mum was all for it. She was like, you know what, if you're gonna live, great, let's just yeah. do it. Dad was totally against it. We Mum booked a ticket. She's like, we're doing it. It's our last thing that we're... Like, because modern medicine was like, no, you've got three months left. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah. Mum and dad booked tickets. They were going to go. We were all going to go. The night before we left, dad passed away. And oh. it was like, I 100%, I say it to mum all the time. Mum agrees. He didn't want to go. Like yeah, he, he was didn't want. Just like he didn't want to get buried in Vietnam. That's what. Yeah. He, I, that's what he didn't want to do. He didn't want to pass away in Vietnam and yeah. not be able to come back. So he was like, "Nah, this is it." Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, but it was really weird because we kind of knew it was coming. So I wasn't in shambles at that point yeah like i actually went back to school the next day just <gasps> lived my life normally God. and it was like the weirdest situation and i actually never dealt with it until about a year and a half after mm. so the fight like my final year of vce it was like bang everything just came down at once finished my vce exams had a massive go at my mom like literally had the biggest fight with her i rolled out of a moving car
1: that oh was God. how big
0: ...of a fight it was. We were having conversations like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, no, 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 this is really annoying me. I don't want to speak about this anymore. Yeah. Opened the door, got out of the car while it was still moving.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm really crazy. Like, I'm really <laughs> insane.
1: I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds drastic. But also, I'm like, it's can't. That's a Tuesday. I, I don't
0: like being in situations that I find uncomfortable. Yeah. And I always try and make a joke out of it or something yeah. to make it, like, lighthearted. But that I couldn't do anything at that point. So I was like, I need to escape. <laughs> like, I need to escape. Yeah. And like, so I, I watched Crazy Stupid um, Love the other day. And there was a scene at the beginning of the movie where he does the same thing, where he doesn't want to have a conversation. <laughs> so he opens the door and he rolls and I was like, I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what is happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after oh, that, I decided I wanted to get as far away from mum as possible. Like, literally, we had like a massive breakdown in the relationship. Left the country. Is that when you
1: went to London? London,
0: yeah. Ran to London. Got into central St. Martin. So I applied. So, oh, there is so much going on in I this know, story. Yeah, I, I know. know. Like, I'm, I'm like,
1: like, I've got so many dot points <laughs> to follow yeah, later. I'm like, whoa. Like,
0: Khan just goes in all <laughs> tangents.
1: <Yeah. laughs> um,
0: so during this time, during schooling, I wanted to be two things. First was a plastic surgeon. Really? Loved it. Would start, totally do it if it didn't take me 11 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> someone
1: it, could give me that shit yeah, quickly. If someone
0: could, like, teach me all of that and I could go out and be a plastic surgeon, tomorrow I would do it.
1: I did not know that about like, you. Like,
0: loved it. Like, study biology, study chemistry, yeah. physics. Not because I was made to, because I actually wanted to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then year 11 happened and decided that, oh, my God, I'm so gay and I want to make clothes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, even, even when I was doing my research, I was like, how do I put this in order? Like there's fashion, there's DJing, there's like food, there's like everything. Mm. And it's so beautiful also that it did come from, you know, when you look at what your parents did, your mum as a seamstress, your dad yeah. as a butcher, it's like the cooking and the fashion do yeah. kind of have, you know, really long-term links. Yeah.
0: And then my grandparents were both musicians.
1: Oh, like wow. On also, DJ, side. oh, my Yeah, God. so it all made sense. Like, yeah. mum
0: was like, it all makes sense.
1: But except the plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, except the plastic surgery.
0: I don't know. I think the plastic surgery happened because mum wanted me to have a career that was stable. So yeah. she obviously wanted me to become a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm pointing. I'm gesturing yeah. at Sarah right now.
1: I'm the bad agent who left that <laughs> job.
0: An accountant, a doctor, and then when I was looking at those things, I was like, I don't want to be a doctor, but I want to be a plastic surgeon because I want, but I wanted to work in reconstructive surgery.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that's so not what, like cosmetic, not cosmetic, more like but like cosmetic, but like or?
0: kind of like, but like reconstructive. So yeah, it's okay. kind of like I, my whole thing was I like making people feel good, mm. and I felt like that's. Like, reconstructive surgery is a field that makes people feel really good about themselves because you lose so much confidence Mm. through that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
1: You can make such a big impact on people refinding their confidence in themselves. Exactly, exactly.
0: And um, so that's where that all came from. And then Year 11 happened, wanted to make clothes. So at Halebury, you could do fabrics, well, design tech, but there was a fabrics wing of it. But it was an all-female class.
1: Wow. Is this a thing you did through Melbourne School of Fashion? No, like this is another
0: thing. Oh. Okay. So Halebury, <laughs> so that, that was like one of the things you could do as a subject, okay. design tech. Halebury, the educational system kind of is parallel. It's not like co-ed. So oh, the, so the
1: girls aren't in the same, in class, the same class. Oh, No, wow. so the, we
0: go to school together, but we are not in the same classes.
1: Okay. Some so We have lectures together.
0: So um, we ha- I don't know why we have lectures either because we're in high school. But like we have things <laughs> where we have a le- like we literally have like a 200-seat lecture theatre. Yeah, okay. And so everyone who does like psychology would have one lecture a week and all the psych classes will sit into this lecture.
1: But then your classes are separate. Yeah, but
0: all your yeah. actual practical work is separate.
1: Okay. Haley really went co-ed um, maybe 10, 8. Oh, eight.: how old am I? Yeah, like it didn't. It wasn't always co-ed. It yeah. was all boys, and then it went co-ed. So, so it's a really my, interesting way yeah, to do
0: it. Yeah, my first year at Halebury was co-ed year. Okay, so yeah. that, I was in year seven. At That point it would have made it like two thousand three or four. Anyway
1: um, We're so old I know, we're so
0: old (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: like, that's like 18 years I know, but in 10 years time We're going to be like We were so young then
0: Remember when we did that podcast And we were like (laughs) We're so old (laughs) And now we have like Four kids And you've had like Three husbands And you're my
1: Reconstructive (laughs) surgeon
0: (laughs) The husband thing was about me, not about Sarah, yeah. because Nick and Sarah are going to be together forever.
1: <laughs> but Khan's going to be our plastic surgeon, so yeah. we're going to look the same forever. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's why they're going to be together forever. I'm going to keep giving them facelifts so yeah. they always look different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so design tech.
0: Design tech. Loved it. Wanted to be a fashion designer. So much so that as soon as I applied for year 11 design tech, I decided I need to set this up. Went to Melbourne School of Fashion and did an after-hours program. Monday, Wednesdays, three hours a day. It was fashion business, pad making, garment construction. So mm-hmm. those were the things that I was doing. Decided that this is literally what I want to do. Did not care about any of the other subjects at school. Only concentrated on what would get me into design school. Yeah. So it was fashion, math, English. Because I don't know why, but you needed them to get into design school. So that's all I concentrated on. Everything else sidelined. Applied for Central Saint Martins because I wanted to go to the best school in the world Mm -hmm. for what I wanted to do. Got in. So that was ridiculous because... It's
1: amazing. That's the degree in fashion design.
0: Yeah, that's the degree in fashion design. Alexander McQueen did it. (gasps) Like, a lot of the major fashion designers are from Central Saint Martins because what happens is final year of Central Saint Martins, you get placed in a major fashion house. So yeah, it's like okay. Chanel, Versace. Oh like we're talking a major fashion house. They take usually, each house usually takes two students in Whoa. and then you, you you do your final year for six months there. So six months of it is you're working at the actual design house. Yeah. S- sounded incredible. It sounded like exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like this is great because no one really has that when they're in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I know exactly what i gonna do. Left... Went to London, funded it with money that was left to me by my father.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's how that all happened. Hated it. Really? Absolutely hated London. Like, it's actually left a really bad...
1: Taste in your mouth.
0: Yeah. And I want to go back because I know that it's going to be different now. Yeah. But, like, literally for the for six, seven years after that, I was like, I'm never going back there. Like, I hated the city. Mm. I hated how cold it was. I hated how grey it was. I hated how tiny the streets were. I hated the because people were cold and it was great that they wouldn't smile at you yeah like and I'm a really smiley person yeah so that kind of really affected me and then I think obviously I was away from home and there was like this relationship that wasn't right
1: and you were grieving still exactly yeah Mm. so
0: I gave up came back mum and I got pretty close at that point like reconnected I was living with her for the next three months and then I was like no no I can't do it yeah like it our relation got better because I wasn't away from you because we weren't on top of each other. Yeah. So I moved out. Yeah. So this was, I was 19 at this point. I moved out. Oh my God, you weren't
1: even 20 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I think that um, London would be a lot different for me now. Because yeah. I went there when I was 18. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like a child. Yeah. Like no one goes and just runs off to another country and lives by themselves. Mm. And like tries to, anyway. So I came back. Mum and I were great. Went to RMIT for a year. Hated it. (laughs) I seem to hate a lot of things. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) But I love that you're very clear about what suits you and what doesn't. Yeah. And you have, you know, been patient, which is what it takes to end up finding the things that you love. Yeah. And now that's what WayTA is all about, is that it's not a linear pathway. It's not like you figure out in school what you want to do, and then you do it, and then you're like, yay, tick. That's very rare. Like, I...
0: You know how people say, like, you change careers every seven years or something like that? Like, mm. something like you have, like, so many career changes. I reckon I had all my career changes. In like, year 11. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. In like, your brain. Like, literally, I just went through it all and went, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. And then, so, I finished there, went to Melbourne School of Fashion, in, no, went to um, White House.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, first year of White House was exactly what I did at Melbourne School of Fashion. Okay. It was garment construction, pattern making. There was a little bit more design in it, yep. but I was like, I'm really bored. Like, yeah. And at this point I'm like what the actual fuck? Like I've I feel like I've done <laughs> No, but literally like yeah. I was like I feel like I've done all of this. Why am I spending another year doing it? Yeah. And at this point this is when I met Lainey. <gasps> yes. Yes, this is how I met Lainey. Oh my God, this story is so many directions that it's not okay. No,
1: but this is what I love (laughs) because people need to hear that, you know, most people in Australia know you from MasterChef and they say that you love cooking, you've had cooking in your family and now you're cooking. Yeah, (laughs) now you're cooking. You're cooking and you're cooking and then you're cooking. Yeah, (laughs) like it just seems like... This is what I love. This is what I'm doing. Yay! Yeah. But that's what I love showing in this podcast yeah. is that the depth beneath the surface and the many years it took you to even figure that out. Yeah. It's never linear. So if people come into, their, in, into listening to this in this stage that you're talking about, yeah. I want it to be reassuring that it's yeah. fine to be like, what the hell is happening uh, in yeah, my life? Literally. Like everyone does that. That's part of it.
0: So 19 at this point, me, Delane Marshall, who I love... Laney,
1: Laney, Laney. Laney, Laney, Laney on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram. That's a shout out. Yep.
0: Look her up. She's funny.
1: One of the most talented stylists <laughs> yep. in the world. Agreed. And an absolute legend. So I was assisting her. Oh, yeah. So I did not know that's how you yeah, met. Yeah. So okay. I, I,
0: I was like, I love your work. Yeah. I want to assist you. And so I assisted her for about two years. But like, let's move back to the beginning of that relationship. Yeah. As soon as about six months in, I was like, okay, I'm getting paid work in the fashion industry. I'm done with the schooling. Like, I'm out. Don't need it. I'm out. Like, I think with fashion, it's one of those things that you actually don't need to be taught it.
1: Yeah. You either have that flair that that can be refined. That can
0: be refined. And obviously, like, I could have been, like, my drawing's horrible. I used to, like, (laughs) I used to do fashion drawings and the bodies and the clothes would look amazing. The faces would be fucked up.
1: (laughs) It's like a a circle with, like, two dots and a smiley face. I stopped
0: drawing human faces and I started drawing robots because I was like, you know what? There doesn't need to be an expression on
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because I was like, I was done. I was totally done. And then at one point I was drawing squiggly lines as a head. Like I was just scribbling as a head.
1: (laughs) I can Um, so see that.
0: (laughs) While this is all happening, I'm in the clubs. Because I'm really (laughs) social. Just generally. Yeah. I'm
1: just generally about the clubs. (laughs) Yeah. I was
0: like in the clubs, like meeting new people. Because like when you're young, that's what you want to do all the time. You just want to meet really cool people. What do you do? What do you do? What are you studying? Like where are you going? Yeah.
1: Mate, I was a host at Eve. Yeah, like, the whole of uni. <laughs> yeah, like, that's so well, classy.
0: The, I was a host as soon as I came back from London because I was hosting a little bit before. Yeah. So like beginning of my um, <laughs> 18 year old. Like, oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let, yep. Let's just call it that timeline. <laughs> was not underage? No. No. Not at all. Never. Was I hosting underage? No. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> um,
1: Moving right along.
0: <laughs> yeah. So while I was hosting, they were like, you know what would be really funny? You should play this event. Is that how the DJ <laughs> Yes, Yes, yes. So because I wanted to like bring that back in. I was like, there's so much information going on right now. He's doing like 18 things. So like yeah. I don't know where, what he's saying.
1: <laughs> where is it going? <laughs> this is half my life with Khan. I just stare at him like, what is going on? Oh. <laughs> I don't understand. I just go on
0: tangents. Like,
1: but it's amazing. I
0: don't know if I have ADHD. I might. I've never been diagnosed. Look, I think
1: we're all on the spectrum. Exactly. Like, somewhere on it. That's why we all get along so well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where was I?
1: Played your first set.
0: Yes. So they asked me to play a monthly party at Seven Nightclub oh called That Time of the Month <laughs> because it was an all female lineup. So controversial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not PC. No, not PC. Not now anyway. But back then it was nothing. Yeah. It was like over 10 years. Oh, it was about 10 years ago, nine years ago now. Nine years ago now. So it was like nothing. Like they mm. were like, oh, they promoted it as this time of the month. And were, <laughs> it was always a female lineup. And they're like, let's chuck a gay in there.
1: Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> token gay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Rocked up two CDs in hand. Two, <laughs> nice. Someone else's headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Press start. Decided don't like this song anymore. Press it went next. Bam, bum, 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 Start next song and <laughs> uh, swiped it down. They go. Do you want to do this next month? Why? Like yeah, I, just, I was shit. Like I was shit. I did not. They're like, yeah, but everyone was dancing. Because, uh, obviously, I'm gay. I like music <laughs> that makes you dance. Like.
1: like, okay, let's just put this in perspective. So, I am a major nana. I have stopped going out. I have hung up my dancing shoes. Nick and I, Nick used to run a nightclub. I had, like, a good 10 to 15 years of, like, backing it up. I'm retired. Yeah. So, like, last year, end of last year, Khan was like, come out. And I was like, mate, I haven't been in a nightclub since, <laughs> yes, like, I love this story. Since, like, maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, he's like, no, just come for dinner and then we'll go out. So we went for dinner and then I was like, Okay, I'm going home. He's like, No, 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 just come out, just come out. Ended up on a podium by myself. <laughs> Next
0: to me while I'm DJing.
1: <laughs> In the she, DJ booth. <laughs>
0: She's grinding up on me and Nick is just standing there being like, What is going on? Like he was just like, What?
1: He's like, I'm going home now. This is so Awful. <laughs> She's so like not good, not okay. Had the best time ever, and it's because Khan's music and the way—if you've ever seen him DJ—he dances as well. So you just yeah. can't not move. So I was like dancing on the floor, and I was like, "This is not enough. I need to be up there with him." <laughs> so I just like got in there, and was like, "Woo!"
0: But well, the, the, the whole thing about the way I DJ is like, if I'm not having fun, you got you guys aren't gonna have fun. The people watching aren't gonna have fun. So I need to have fun, and I can tell because there are times when I'm like, "Oh my god, I have another gig, and I'll go play it, and it would be." A really Really shit geek. Yeah And like, you feel it I feel it As a DJ You control the energy Of the room And not even just Through music It's through you Yeah As well So yeah Got, got, an, got asked to do it Monthly Then fortnightly Then another club Asked me to do it Thought, do you know what? I should probably learn how to actually DJ. <laughs> um,
1: I'm just swapping CDs right now. Yeah,
0: this is like three months in, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, don't know what I'm what I'm doing still. Um, at the time, Elizabeth, who's also one of my other best friends, Bambi, Bambi, yeah. yes, Bambi and Baby, Instagram, Bambi and Baby.
1: Chakra follow. She's beautiful. (laughs) She's lovely. I'm
0: just plugging every single person. This
1: is also one of the other best things about Khan is that he always uses the influence that he has towards supporting his friends. It's so amazing. (laughs) Like I literally walked in and he's like, I prepared you a gift. It's a matcha raspberry chocolate thing that he'd made. I was like, you are just fucking (laughs) amazing. Very generous. It's also
0: gluten free because I, I texted Nick last night and said, what? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Sarah's dieties. Oh you're <laughs> so cute. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, I love you. Um, yeah, so I was. Um, I thought I needed to learn how to DJ. Elizabeth was a professional DJ at the time. Did you not know that?
1: I did mm. not know that. Yeah.
0: She DJed under Elizabeth O'Neill or with someone else called Justin Field, and it was called Anil Field.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> like. I just need to drop that in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was hilarious. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, she taught me how to play. She literally taught me how to DJ No way Yeah she, and she, sometimes she says She goes Low you wouldn't have been a DJ without me I'm like well, your career ended when I started
1: <laughs> <laughs> And now you're like Just on fire Like you've gone from self-taught To guys highlight <laughs> DJ'd for Justin Bieber's <laughs> Intimate party When he was in Melbourne Like what the actual fuck yeah, is that Yeah
0: it's um, I don't know Like, I think the, the way that I played Was always very fun it was always fun. It was old R&B. It was current R&B. It's pop. It was like, those were my genres. Like Mm. the genres that I loved, it was like Queens. Like it was like absolute divas. Like Mm. that's what I played. And I found that I was doing that at the beginning and I was always in a side room. But then that flip happened, you know, when R&B started to really have a resurgence Mm. and it became a real, like, I would say that right now R&B music is at the forefront of music. Like that's what everyone listens to, everyone dances to. Mm. And I found myself aligned to that at the beginning as, as it was happening. So then I was getting main room gigs and then I was getting festival gigs and then I was getting, like, the promoters that were booking me were the promoters that were bringing these acts out. And they're like, well, it makes sense to book Khan because he's the R&B DJ. Like, this yeah. is what he does.
1: You're, like, a major name.
0: Yeah. So I was doing that and, like, I was... I, I don't know, like, DJing's always been really, like, I loved it. I still love it. But... It just all happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It It wasn't on
0: purpose. It was never on purpose. Like, it just, like, something fell into place here and something fell into place there. And then this happened. And then I was really comfortable. Mm. And I was like, I literally only have to work two days a week and I'm comfortable. Mm. Like... And so did
1: you drop fashion at that time? Like, well, you didn't need that yeah, work I, anymore?
0: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't need it anymore. And then I was like, well, I don't want to be a stylist. I want to be a designer. Mm. Like, that's all I wanted to do. So I was like, okay, well, that that's going to happen. Let's just keep playing these parties. Let's just keep going to these things. And, like, that opportunity is going to present
1: itself. And the it, networking you've had yeah. from that, from being everyone's favourite DJ and the events you've been able to access. And yeah. one thing about Khan that is... Amazing is that you know it can sometimes seem from the outside, like the DJing world or the TV world or whatever things just do happen to you. Mm. But you can hear now, knowing from the very beginning how tenacious he's always been and how focused you've always been on your reputation yeah. and doing a good job at everything you do and mm. on learning and following up and like being a pleasure to work with, which yeah. is why people come back to you. Yeah, thank
0: you. That's really sweet. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, I, I, I knew what I wanted. Like, one of my goals was to be signed by the time I was 25. I was like, if, I, if that doesn't happen, then DJing's not for me.
1: Yeah.
0: The week before my 25th birthday got signed. <laughs> I was just like...
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, that's definitely the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then the year after that, so done with my 25 thing, I played parties for celebrities, played music festivals, played races, played Grand Prix, like played literally every event that you could think every of. Every
1: big thing that goes on in Melbourne or Sydney, he's been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and I loved
0: it. I loved it. I, I, I still... I still really enjoy playing the jagged marquee at the Polo. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is my favourite gig of the year, yeah, like not it. even a joke. <laughs> but there's another. <laughs> yep, guys, another uh, plug. Next Team year. jagged. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so Where was it going? Twenty-five got signed. Was in then twenty-six in Bali with you. No, twenty five. I was in Bali with you. Yeah, it was right like a couple of months after I got signed. And That's right. We were talking. Um, I was talking to heaps of people about like cooking and like because in my spare time, have I moved into a different subject now? <laughs> like, have I moved into a different category? No, I know you have
1: categories <laughs> yeah, of my yeah. like, questions. This is all still the first category. <laughs> okay, because <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. I've been talking for like half an hour, forty minutes. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, but we knew on. this would happen. Yeah. Because we just like there's so much to talk about, and the thing is, most people don't know this bit yeah. about you. So I feel like you know, same with George's episode. Georgia and Lee. I was like The Bachelor. Everyone knows about that, yeah. and so that's going to be like MasterChef is like a small part because most course. people have watched it. Yeah. They want to hear all the other stuff. Yeah, and the the next segment is NaTA which is going to be huge because that will be you know oh. all about the self doubt about yeah. coming out oh and, and and all that's of that. And work. then he's going to cry. I, so we're no, going. Don't <laughs> make me cry. Like, I don't want to. Um, but yeah, let's just get yeah. I w- let's we're finish we're kind we're of telling people yeah. how you got to MasterChef.
0: So yeah, I all my friends know that I cook in my spare time as like an enjoyable thing like it was always fun i would always post it on my stories mm. like i would be like i'm making a green curry and these are my ingredients and then i do this and then i do this and then we do this and then this is how it's presented and <laughs> it's like 15 stories later you have a dish yeah yeah and so i always loved it and so a lot of my friends were like you should go master chef and i was like huh no <laughs> <Yeah>. like
1: <laughs> i know how to make
0: curry like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Maybe one Vietnamese dish, Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, like,
0: I don't really know how to do things. Like, this is just fun. And then I was like, all right, okay, we'll do it. We'll we'll audition. And then I was in Bali with Sarah at the time when I (laughs) realised that I had to, like...
1: Film your video. Yeah, because I
0: filmed me cooking, but then I didn't film myself. I didn't introduce myself. I didn't talk about what I was actually making. I was just cooking in the video. (laughs) And it was like, cool, like, this is not an audition tape. It's just a video of you cooking.
1: (laughs) So he's like, shit. Oh my god, it's due in like a day. Oh my god, shit, we need to film it right now. So we just went to his hotel room. I was like, do I leave you and Nick just by yourselves? Or is that like (laughs) (laughs) going to be dangerous? Nah, I'm staying. (laughs) I need to keep them supervised because, like, yeah. I feel like Nick there's has a separate... of
0: really nice abs.
1: <laughs> there's like a bromance going on there that... No, no, it's not a
0: bromance. <laughs> I'm just really into your fiancé.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm the third wheel. Um, <laughs> so we filmed the video in Bali.
0: Yeah, we filmed the video in Bali. And like, I actually think the video is what got me in because when we refilmed it... I couldn't talk while I was cooking Because the cooking's already been done So I, we filmed it from the perspective of, ma- of a MasterChef episode Yeah Where I literally sat there And I talked through the dish And I was like This is what I'm doing now I don't know if it's going to work or not Yeah Like so we filmed it like I was doing a Masters interview Yeah Yeah So sent that through Got an audition Shat myself Because <laughs> I was like It's a mystery box I know how to make eight things <laughs> Well I thought I knew how to make eight things Yeah um, Went and did the audition It was horrible it was – my first audition was actually horrible. I don't know – d- I don't think I would have spoken about this ever because no one really asked me about this. I burnt the chicken.
1: I remember the phone call. You were like, yeah. babe, I fucked it. Yeah. It's <laughs> over. It's yeah. over before it started. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like – I literally, <laughs> burnt the chicken. Um, my salad dressing wasn't even right. I did like a Vietnamese slaw. Like, mum makes it all the time. How is my salad dressing not right? Like, <laughs> like, are you dumb? I grew
1: up on this shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally
0: like roasted peanuts left the skins on. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Anyway, so I brought it up to um, the producers and the like, the food, the taste testers, because there's actually multiple auditions. It's not straight to the judges.
1: Yeah, there were like a lot of rounds. Yeah,
0: there were a lot of rounds. So she was eating and she goes, "Ah, oh, there's a little bit of char at the bottom of your drumstick." And I was like, "Maybe just eat around it." And I just eat the nice. Bit.
1: You just said eat around. <laughs> yeah. It. Maybe, just, maybe just ignore that little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then she's like, "So what's wrong with the dish?" I'm like. The sauce isn't balanced. I've, I've obviously burnt the chicken a little bit, but I know the flavours are there. Got through. How? No idea.
1: <laughs> because you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Because your light shines bright.
0: Um, second round was your signature dish. So this was, you were given a day or two, depending on when your next audition landed. Come back, make us something that will wow us. Poor belly. Can do it hands Signature, yeah. Like literally can do it. Sorry. <laughs> <Bert>. <laughs> So That's good. me being, like, hungry as fuck. Just thinking about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. so pork belly can do it blindfolded, can do it without having to weigh it. Like, will always come out perfect. Did that with, like, a little salad, a homemade hoisin sauce and, like, a little so dressing good. and, like, some roasted eggplants. Like, I knew it was going to be pretty. Made the dish about 45 times, by the way.
1: I ate one of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't even eat pork. And I was like, this is fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I came over that night? Yes! I was like, this is so yummy. Um,
0: yeah, so... Got back through straight through. They were like, "That was a vast improvement to your first audition." I was like, "Thank you." And this is when you sit down and you talk through like what you do. You should do with the dish to impress the judges. Mm. And basically, I was told nothing.
1: That's amazing. I was like,
0: "Like, actually, and they're like, don't change anything. Like, this is a really good audition dish. Go in and audition with this." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Forty-five dishes later of the <laughs> same dish, tweaked it enough to be like, you know what, I can do this. Hands down yeah. Like Give me 40 minutes I can do it Like no matter what I can do it Went to all the, the auditions Was shitting myself As you would Cut my hand In literally The <laughs> first five seconds no, Literally no, Open the pork Slice the pork Slice my hand Pork <laughs> gets put in the bin Because oh there's God. been Contaminated with blood Awesome Lost five minutes there so I went in, I was sitting there. Uh, I also cried, literally, <laughs> sitting down uh, after I finished cooking. I cried while waiting oh. to present my dish. I was crying. And then as soon as I walked in, tears were gone. Walked straight in. Yep.
1: Hey, Gary. Showtime.
0: Hiya. <laughs> yeah. Judges loved it. Gary goes, I'm unsure.
1: <gasps> no. Uh, I was like, I knew this was going to happen.
0: Um, anyway, the judges are back and forth thing. They're like, well... We're sure you should just say yes. And Gary goes, look, if I say no, he comes back tomorrow and cooks for us again and we'll probably get another banging dish. And then George goes, but if you say yes, you would have made his day and he's going to leave with an apron. And Gary goes, right, you've bullied me into this. Yes.
1: Yeah, Got my apron and that's how that all began. <laughs> and guys, it looks glamorous on the outside, but Khan, from the time he knew he was in to the time he went into the house, was like researching everything that like he didn't know how to do. Pastries were a weakness. He yep. just made every pastry. Like yep. the research and... I was bringing it to F45. I and know. Dishes to F45 <laughs> yeah. and be like,
0: I made it this morning. Can you eat it? It's
1: not challenge friendly, but like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can just eat it for <laughs> it's me. It's
0: chocolate tart or whatever.
1: And he made it to third in mm. the show. And that was... You just did incredibly. It Thank was you. so amazing. I mean, you were really well known beforehand. You already had a, a big profile, but it's also now just... Elevated your cooking size. Yeah. And now you have your own venue. Yes,
0: yes. So I've got the Georgian Collins now.
1: So Which exciting. is
0: incredible. Like, it's not where I thought I would be a year on. Well, not even a year on for MasterChef. But yeah, loved it. Loved the whole experience of it so far. It's been everything that I've wanted. Like I said, when I went into MasterChef, I wanted a venue. I didn't want a restaurant. I wanted a venue. There was a restaurant bar. With a nightlife aspect,
1: you actually said that of, at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah like th- that's what I want to come out of it.
0: Yeah, and it has. Like, I've got a restaurant bar that has a three AM license. Like, it's, we're going for dinner
1: tonight. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, you're coming for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm so yes. excited.
0: Yeah. So it's been really challenging because um, I've gone into this venue where I kind of play the role of executive chef, mm-hmm. where it's my menu. It's in collaboration with our head chef, but it's like you get really scared because I was on TV. I was not trained. Mm. So you come into an environment where Chefs are very, very, very particular Mm. in the way that they do things. And I don't have that training. So I could have gone in and I could have turned around and said, no, fuck off. Mm. If you're not leaving, we're leaving. Yeah. But that never happened. Yeah. Like, they were really supportive. They have been this whole time and they've done great things. Like, the menu is exactly how I would have made it. And there's, like, things that, like, I was like, let's make it this way. And they're like, that would never work in a commercial kitchen because that would take 45 minutes to make for each individual person. So, they would then help me. With, but
1: that's good for you to learn yeah. that stuff, right? So,
0: I've learned so much. Like, I know how things work in a commercial kitchen now because it's not you're not cooking for one person you could be cooking for 150 yeah like you don't actually know how many you'll be cooking for
1: that's so cool yeah it's been congratulations i'm thank so you. happy for I'm you i'm actually so
0: excited for you to come in yeah i'm now, really excited look, you're gluten intolerant Vietnamese food doesn't have a lot of gluten in it yeah and even with the stuff that i know has gluten in it i've made it so it doesn't Ah. so our sauces we use tamaris we use a gluten-free vegan fish sauce Ooh. rather than a fish sauce because um well we were playing around with flavors and i was like well th- this um nook mam which is like a very <laughs> traditional Vietnamese dressing is made with fish sauce but if i want to use it sh- sarah's sneezing <laughs> 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 she's trying not to make it sound like she's sneezing but she's sneezing
1: i doing <laughs> these little like
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now your face is all red. I
1: know. I'm like, I held it
0: in. Um, <sighs> yeah, we do a Vietnamese dressing that is usually made with fish sauce from fermented fish bones, anchovies, and stuff like that. But we use a a vegan one that is actually fermented beans, and it's actually <gasps> three t- types of beans. But it tastes, I reckon, it tastes identical because I I've ga- I've given them both to mum. Yeah. As in, like, I've made the sauces and been like, which one's. And she can't tell. She can't tell.
1: That's
0: amazing. um, Which I'm really proud of because I think with dining, especially in Melbourne. Mm.
1: It's hard to be different. It's hard
0: to be different. There are so many dietary requirements out there. Let's make it easier for our chefs. Let's make it easier for the consumer. Mm. So everything that is vegetarian on our menu is vegan. There's only three dishes on the menu that has gluten in it.
1: That's amazing. There's
0: only two dishes that has dairy in it.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: The menu itself is actually really good if you've got celiac or if you're a veggie or mm. a vegan or a Pesco. Yeah. We cater for all of that, and I wanted to do that. I wanted, we didn't have to change for someone coming in. There it's was enough like options that. there for you to have something delicious yeah. that will suit your dietary requirements.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, so amazing. <laughs> so, guys, I know I skated over uh, the whole MasterChef segment a little bit, but that's because, like I said, with the, the Batchy episode with Georgia and Lee, that's all still available to watch. You can catch up on all that stuff, mm. and that's much more publicly available. Yeah. Um, But just to finish up on the MasterChef piece it's really hard often to know your life changes so much through that show yeah. and you suddenly have a lot of fame and you get recognised and there's pressure then to do something with mm. it. Obviously, you've already had this amazing opportunity come out of it. Yeah. What else has been part of that transition for you? Like, how have you found people recognising you? Have you, found, have you felt pressure and yeah. what else are you going to do with it?
0: The, the recognition part was kind of half funny because I was a DJ, I knew a lot of people. So when people yeah. were saying hi to me on the street... I just had to always assumed that I had met them at a club.
1: Yeah. So I would be like, hey, babe,
0: how are you? And then they'll be like, oh, I loved your Master Chef." And I was like, fuck, is this the wrong person? Like, I don't what know you. you. Um, so that was quite funny. Um, yeah, and that's how, how I felt the whole way through. That I was just like, oh, no, I know this person. No, nope, they, they saw me on TV. But, yeah. like, that doesn't connect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find a lot of pressure because um, – so I came third. Third steel podium, so – yeah.
1: <laughs> just saying. Yeah, just saying. Still
0: so did really well. Probably should have won it, but, like, whatever. <laughs> but my fish, okay? We
1: think so. We think you should have won. <laughs> what well, was it like even watching yourself? Weird? Because we, we used to have carn parties and we would watch it. Like, he was still in the house, though. So yeah. we'd all get together and watch them together, yeah. like, 30 of us. It was really sweet. Yeah. And it...
0: it do you know what it, when I was watching myself it was more like why do you make that face like it was because like, you never
1: see yourself yeah I
0: never see myself and like I have a really emotive face I've realised from watching this show where if I'm worried you can tell yeah if I'm surprised you can tell if yeah. I'm happy you can really tell yeah like, yeah it's so cute there's like my, my smile but then there's like the, my actual happy smile yeah and I jump Apparently, when yeah, I'm happy. You jump, yeah, yeah and I you jump. clap. Yeah, I clap yeah. and jump when I'm happy. <laughs> That's so I'm cute. like five, apparently. Which is <laughs> <That's> really <laughs> sweet. Um, so watching myself was all fine. But yeah, the, the, there's this weird kind of pressure that comes from being on a TV show. Yeah. Where it's always, what is next? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, is he going to do something? Did he go on TV so that his career in DJing would f- further, like go yeah. further? The judges thought that. Yeah. The judges literally told me that, that they thought that I went on this show so that I would get more bookings.
1: And you're like, mate, I already did Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. So, like... That was so last season. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but like, I, I get it. I get it because... Um,
1: because a lot of people do, to be fair. There's yeah, a lot of reality th- TV shows They go on
0: TV shows to further their other career. And the judges thought that from the beginning because they actually told me after that they had all either seen me, heard of me, or had some relationship with someone who was my friend yeah and they're like we knew you like we knew of you like which yeah. means that like you're on here to further that and then it wasn't until Adelaide week which was about top 16 I think or something like that or was top 18 that they were like oh you're legit
1: you're really invested in this new yeah. career yeah. yeah they're like
0: okay well Gary was the last one to actually believe me mm. and he was about top 12 Wow. Yeah, and he was like, okay, I need to stop being surprised by you.
1: Yeah.
0: And just support what you're doing because I can actually tell that you want to do this now. Yeah. And I was like, thank you for that. Yeah. It means
1: a lot, right? Yeah,
0: because it's like, it was hard going onto a show where I had to prove that I was a good cook, but then – also have to prove to the judges that i wanted to be a good cook that yeah i wasn't there to be a better dj like yeah that it, like that there was an added kind of pressure
1: yeah so that actually leads me to the next section which is called an ata which is yeah. all the challenges that you faced along the way yeah and i imagine that's a huge one that productivity pressure of yeah. like being double-guessed all the time and then now people knowing who you are being like what's next what's next like obviously the George is amazing but having people always be like and what's after that like do you find that you can't rest that you can't take time out that you can't just take a minute to yourself to like breathe I kind of don't want to yeah
0: yeah it's really weird because um people do expect things like everyone like even my insta stories have been like People reply to me and go, why aren't you cooking, why aren't you cooking, why aren't you cooking, why are you only posting DJ stuff, why are you only posting fashion stuff, why are you not in a kitchen? Mm. Because no one knew that for the last four months I've been working on the George. Yeah. Like, so uh, no, I'm not going to be cooking a cake or a curry or like a comfy duck like three times a week because I needed content. You've not. got a venue now. Like, I've own? got a venue. And, like, this is actually the real-life thing. So yeah. that's the – but it's a real-life thing that you're not going to see because it's not ready to be seen. Like, yeah. I'm working, but you don't know I'm working. Yeah. Like, I, I, but that actually affected me a lot. Like, that when, when people were messaging me and being like, why are you not in the kitchen? And I would be like, I am fucking in the kitchen. I'm actually in the kitchen more so now than I ever have been. But I'm not posting it because it's not content.
1: Or because it's secret. Yeah, like, It's like
0: it's like – it's just not important that you should be seeing this part. Like – it will all come out Mm. like that really got to me because I was like you don't actually know what I do
1: Mm. like
0: you see what I basically allow you to see yeah at the time like so you would see me going to the gym or you would see me doing like going to an event or like playing somewhere but you wouldn't see the fact that I spent probably the last 30 hours of a week trying to make the perfect Caramel chicken recipe Mm. Like you don't see any of that And that's kind of the stuff That's behind the scenes That people don't Ever get to see Out of like A lot of careers Like Mm -hmm. you don't get to see The actual real work That comes Like before the shiny dish yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is why I love to ask people about this, breaking that like glossy, glamorous social media portrayal, which is not that you're being in, inauthentic, but there are some things you can't share. Like, I know because at the start, I know you've got other really, really exciting things yeah. going on that you can't talk about yeah. yet. And that's hard because, like Georgia was saying, that people assume that she's a newsreader because she was on The Bachelor, yeah. but she was an anchor before, before then. That. So I try to use this platform to be like, it looks like it's easy, it looks glamorous, it looks like there's no work, but there is. <laughs> so much shit that goes on behind the scenes and even the stuff you can't talk about know it's happening because it's there (laughs) like
0: like yeah i've got like three other projects on right now and i literally split my time between that djing the george and also the social media stuff Mm. and then like the social media stuff is it's really funny people think that it's fun it's not really that fun
1: yeah sometimes it's hard
0: sometimes it's hard like you don't go to events because you're getting free booze or free food. You're going to support a friend. You're going to push that brand because it's a brand you believe in. Mm. It's a friend's brand. You also go to connect with other people because you don't know what collaborations can come from that. Mm. So it's actually all work, but mm. people don't see that. All they see is you're at another launch. Yeah. But it's like, did you know that that launch, like the one that I went to yesterday, was my best friend of the last eight years yeah like you don't yeah so it's like the social media side is kind of funny because you people think it's really like fun and games and glamour but it's kind of like you're still working yeah obviously I don't see that as my main source of income or work like that's an added bonus and I'm really appreciative of it but at the same time it's like it's still
1: work yeah it's not play no, it's, it's not, not in the really play ta category yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so what about coming back to the fact that this is seize the game yeah I imagine there's been a lot of natia no in that area. So, coming out into a strict Vietnamese family, yep. having pressures at school, um, yep. it, has there ever been, you know, discrimination? Yeah. And um, I also think that one thing that's amazing about you is that you're super, super flamboyant mm-hmm. when you feel like it, yep. but you can be really serious as yep. well, and that's a hard line to walk because sometimes people think you're going to be all laughy and fun and games yeah. but then when you want to be serious like yeah. you're like okay like i know at masterchef you're like is this too extra for me to put on my instagram right now yeah like how is so that identity being well
0: i'm gonna actually touch on that a little bit further but first let's talk about the 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 beginning of the coming out and the family stuff that was petrifying and any ethnic child that is gay queer bisexual a lesbian, transgendered, will know that the pressure is a little bit different. Never grown up in a white family, so I don't know how different, but I personally think that it's a little bit harder because it's also a community Mm -hmm. thing, like, um, with minorities, like Asian people, um, Vietnamese, Chinese, um, Lebanese, like Muslim. The network itself is really tight. So the community is really tight. So you're not coming out to just your parents. Mm. You're coming out to a bigger community, which actually... I think adds more pressure to it because you don't if you get shunned it's not by your family it's It's by by your family and everyone yeah like and I think that adds a lot of pressure onto it I didn't ever have a problem I I thought that I had a problem with it like I freaked that fuck out and then when I spoke I told my sister first and she was like yeah okay (laughs)
1: <laughs> Did she know? Was she like, yeah, yeah I knew that yeah, she,
0: No, she was pretty young I think she was like 13 she was Oh like, my god I don't even know what that means Because <laughs> <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> you got to understand we, We're
0: like six years apart Yeah So when I came out to her She was like, what?
1: <laughs> there, what? You, what?
0: Yeah, and then dad passed away Before I came out
1: Really? Yeah
0: So that's something That I always look back on And be like It's kind of really annoying Because I wish that I had done that Because it was literally a year after
1: Yeah
0: Yeah, mum was fine Like she... I've had the most supportive family. Mum was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) She was just like, all right. That's amazing. I I mean, that's rare. Yeah. I I think some
1: strict families find it super, super confronting. Yeah.
0: And I think, especially, yeah, you come, like, Vietnamese are really strict Mm -hmm. on that. Like, they want, like, my family always put it in my head before I came out that. They wanted me to have children and they wanted me to be with a woman and get married one day and, like, have this really stable career. Like, that was their perfect life. Mm. And I was shattering that literally every single year. Like, I would, like, career choice, sexuality, Mm. like, all of that was being shattered. And that's hard. And I I feel as though, I don't know what your listener base is like, but if there are younger people who do feel like that, it's going to be, like, fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you, you go through this thing as a as a young... Like, in your teenage years where you think that, like, coming out is going to be the end of the world and it's going to, like, really fuck everything up. And it doesn't. Like, it's actually fine to be different.
1: Mm.
0: It's fine to kind of just be who you want to be. It's fine to be weird. It's fine to have these differences in emotions. Like, mm. you grow up and you'll find that support system. Like, it.
1: Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, oh
0: god, oh, I okay. don't want to cry. <laughs> um yeah, you 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 are not finding that support system around you and you find the people that need to be in your life for that yeah. and it's all going to work out at the end. Stick with it. You like you if you're listening, you are loved and you will be loved and you're important to someone. Yeah. And it's just like kind of to do it, just come out cuz I actually have never felt more myself than until I came out because I was not pretending to be something else. yeah, so I was like, I'm like you're free and it's a, it's it's a really nice, empowering freedom.
1: yeah, yeah, it must be liberating to finally be like, I'm not hiding. yeah, who I am. How long from the time you realized to the time you came out? How uh-huh. long were you going through that like turmoil?
0: Well, I kind of always realized, and it was just not until probably when I was really sure that I was like, All right, I've got to come out now."
1: Had you been with girls ever?
0: Oh my god! <laughs> Who made you ask this question? I just thought of it. No, are, are you joking? <laughs> no,
1: I seriously. Okay. I have just realized I've never asked you that.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I,
1: Oh, my sorry, god. I just ruined a really intense <laughs> moment because I was like, wait, I've never asked this question. Oh my god! My first
0: time was with a girl. Shut
1: up! Oh. <laughs> oh. No way! Yeah, I did not know you'd been with girls before. I, oh my I'm not god! Say I her name.
0: My but brain is exploding. Like the girls, all my close friends know, and they always bring it up. They're like, how would god how would, along? How, how would blah 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 feel yeah. And I would be like I'm really Like I re- I was really apologetic to her I was like It's not you Like yeah. I was just gay But she doesn't think I'm gay still
1: What I literally day. think of you Coming out of the womb Like <laughs> hello <laughs> With
0: glitter yeah. And like Mariah Carey on one end And Ariana screaming On the other
1: And <laughs> like a Mardi Gras float yeah. Like you <laughs> like Come out on the float mm. <laughs> Yeah Oh dear That's so funny Yeah no It was
0: the first time I was with a, It was with A girl. girl. Oh, wow. Yeah, But that was, like, also pressure. Yeah. Societal pressure. Yeah, because everyone was doing it. (laughs) Like, literally. All
1: the cool kids. Like, literally
0: everyone was doing it. And so I was like, yeah, all right, cool.
1: And so that probably – that brings up one of my other favourite topics, which is self-doubt. Like, did you doubt your decision or did you doubt that people would accept you? And even now when you put yourself forward for opportunities or Mm. going on MasterChef, like, how does that – I think self-doubt is super destructive yep. and unfortunately very present in a lot of us and not, of, not a lot of us have learned how to control it. Mm. Has, have you felt that that's been a challenge?
0: Career-wise, all the time. Yeah. Constant. Yeah. And I think you would know that as well. Like, it's actually... Doubt's kind of something that's always there and, like, if you succumb to it, it really fucks you up. But mm. I have days where I literally think the restaurant is not going to work. Yeah. What I'm doing is not right.
1: Like you double guess yeah, everything. The,
0: the other project that I'm doing is not going to work. It's going to fail. The third one won't work either. And it's like a one day where every single thing that I think that I'm doing is completely wrong. Mm. And then on those days, I literally would just go. Why am I feeling like this? Like what is causing me to feel like this? And it, sometimes it's just I'm tired. So I would go run a bath, put bubbles in it. I always have a bath. I was
1: going to say because you have bubbles.
0: Always, it ma- nothing makes me feel more relaxed than a bubble bath. Literally, lights go off, candle goes on. Either Tony Bennett, Adele, Adele. If I want to cry,
1: oh yeah. So okay. if
0: if I if I feel like the reason that I'm doubting myself right now is because I ne- I have got a lot of emo- emotions and I need to cry.
1: You just need to get it out. I
0: need to get it out. Yeah, Adele would go on. I would sit in the bath for an hour and just ball. Ball, and then afterwards I'd be like. Right Yeah Like and it's It's literally that It's like If you pinpoint Why you're feeling Certain emotions You'll get over it So Mm. the doubt disappears Mm. Like But it's It's natural Like People doubt themselves
1: I also think it's a sign That you care Of course If you don't doubt Whether it's good or not It means you don't really Care Care. that it's good or not Which is The minute that you're not Doing something That you should be doing (laughs) Exactly Exactly Yeah Yeah. It's just learning How to respond So that's
0: The career side But it's It's always scary Because I'm like Even The doubt always comes to the same thing. If nothing, if all of this doesn't work, I find myself in a really weird position where it's not just a restaurant. There's other projects going on that I Mm -hmm. can't really expand on. But as someone who's coming off a TV show, these other projects are the other avenues that you can take. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if they all fail at the same time, (laughs) there are no other avenues. Yeah. There there is nothing else that I can do. I'm back to square one. i probably would have to just to go back to full-time DJing and I love DJing but I only want to do it once a month yeah and it's an outlet now it's no longer a career it's now my outlet yeah so but that scares me because I don't want to get back to that point
1: yeah
0: (laughs) that's the the self-doubt yeah the self-doubt in the sexuality thing after coming out I've actually never felt shit
1: that's amazing like
0: ever and I can say that wholeheartedly oh god I wrote something Cute here, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, before you come out, you have these weird feelings where you could be like ashamed, okay, of being, like of being gay. You get uh, like you feel you're being criticized, you're being looked at, you're being gawked at, and no one chooses to be like that. Like, literally, no one is born into a world and goes, I'm gonna choose for people to judge me, or I'm gonna choose for people to look at me in a weird way it just happens Mm. but since coming out that's never been there has never been a day where I felt like that from a sexuality point of view and it's because you own it like you Mm. uh, once you come out you own it and then you realize that everything's great like everything's fine like
1: on the flip side have you ever had people treat you differently because of that like I always wonder whether guys worry like guys are like if you're being friendly are they like is he coming on to me you know what I mean? Like, do you get that?
0: Okay. Early on in the whole scheme of being in nightclubs, I think I learned how to deal with that. Yeah. And the first thing I usually do when I meet a guy is I crack onto him.
1: As Yeah, to kind of break As the ice. Yeah. 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 And
0: it, it breaks the ice. And literally from that point onwards... People are fine. It's fine. You
1: know what I mean? Because I think sometimes straight guys... Don't know. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay, so how do you... Because you're being lovely yeah. and you're like, what about if they're not your type? Like, you know, you're like, yeah. I can have guy friends and not crack onto them.
0: Yeah, like, look, I've, I've never found that guys have ever thought that of me, but I think that is because I grew up in straight nightclubs, basically. Yeah, so I you learned straight, how to... I, I learned how to manoeuvre. Drop, roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I, I, I think I got how to interact with straight men to make them feel comfortable so that I'm more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And you don't think they're having... They're projecting that expectation on you. Yeah,
0: you get hate. Like, you still get hate to this day. Yeah. But I, as I said, I've never felt ashamed by it. Whenever I get hate on any of my posts about being gay... I, I can't think of it that as. It still happens. It, I, I know it's ridiculous that it still happens, yeah. and I didn't actually think that it would. But my first one was before MasterChef and it was literally like "faggot, you should die in hell." <gasps> it was literally the harshest thing that I had ever heard. Like I was like, "Whoa!" Like, and it was on an Instagram post, and so it was. I'm public. shocked. It was like, public. Uh, I Called it out straight away. Yeah, you just. I just, nah. I was like, I'm sorry. But I'm going to go ham on this. Like, I'm just going to go at it. And, like, I I ripped him to pieces. Like, I literally was, like... Because I'm, like, this is coming from a place of hate. Like, that wasn't even, like, any other comment but hate. Like, you literally called me a faggot, which is a word that is... So derogatory. Yeah, so derogatory. And then you told me that I should die in hell. Like, it was, like...
1: (laughs) That's not okay even if you yeah. do have a right to an opinion. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's not, not the way to that's do no it. That's no longer an opinion. No. That's, like,
0: no. that's literally an attack. Yeah. And it's, like, okay, I get it. Like, he, I looked at the page and he was very religious. Okay.
1: But then it's, like, if you're being kind to your neighbour, you're not telling somebody but, to go die in hell. But it's also this other thing. It's, like, how can you say
0: that it's your religion that is making you hate me? That is, like, saying, oh, sorry, please don't be gay around me because of my religion It's like, saying... Hey, Sarah, I would like you not to eat a pizza in front of me because I'm on a diet. Like, it's like the same thing. It's yeah. literally like, deal with it yourself. Yeah. Like, deal with it internally. Yeah. Don't
1: Or unfollow someone. you or yeah. something. Like, if that's the, the problem. The person wasn't even following me. Oh, that's it was, just, it was
0: just so weird. It was like, <laughs> a, how did you even find this post? And it was like, literally a photo of me and three people at the beach. Yeah. But it was all girls. Yeah. And it was like, what even is this? And then I get... And then I get, like, messages being, like, "Um, not to offend you, but are you gay? And I'm, like, that was more offensive (laughs) than what you said. The the fact that you were, like, not to offend you. There is nothing (laughs) offensive about being queer.
1: There is
0: nothing offensive about being gay, a lesbian or transgendered. Like, and that needs to be banged into...
1: People's minds.
0: People's minds. And it's even, like, people who are quite open-minded will be, like, ''Sorry, but are you gay?'' Drop the sorry. Yeah. Just drop it. Yeah. Like it actually doesn't need to be there because that makes it offensive.
1: Also, I'm like, your hashtag is gays of our lives. (laughs) Like I just don't see how anyone could not know. But even I, like even I was like, I really want to do something for Mardi Gras and I want to do Seize the Gay. But then I was like, oh, Khan, is that crass? Like no, a, but I was like... You know, like, I was like, I need to... You need to check, I think, because not everyone maybe is as comfortable uh, as you of are. Of course, of course, of course. I, I totally get that.
0: But I was just like, of course, I want to do C's the gay like that. <laughs> I know.
1: I was like, 88, it's Khan. Yeah. No.
0: No, yeah. I No, I, I really loved it. But yeah, so that's kind of all the hate and all the yeah. doubts and stuff that I kind of experienced.
1: I think you also surround yourself with people who are not that way. Everyone is pro-yes vote. Everyone gets around.
0: Oh, the yes vote thing was like fucked up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know that was a year ago, but my point of view, it led to something really beautiful. Like the result was beautiful, but the vote itself, it was like, I don't vote on how you choose to live your life. Why yeah. do you get to vote on the way that I choose to live mine? Like, yeah, why, why is it
1: put to vote?
0: Yeah, why is it put to a vote on who I'm allowed to spend the rest of my life with? Like, that shouldn't come to a vote. Yeah. I, but I am thankful for it because the moment that the yes vote went through, it was an Australia-wide celebration. Yeah. And that kind of – it kind of shows that younger generation.
1: Won't have this type of a time. Well, yeah,
0: because they, they would be feeling different, but it, would made, it made news. So it meant that they know that they were supported and there was love for them and yeah. that they were accepted. But it wasn't just an accepted. It wasn't just accepted. You were celebrated yeah. for being able to be who you want to be. Yeah. Because like no one should be like no one should walk down the street and be scared to hold the hand of someone they're in love with.
1: Yeah.
0: And I felt like when that came through, it was kind of a recognition that I love you. I'm gonna hold your hand, and we're both men. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And I loved that part of it.
1: Yeah. Another thing that I actually thought of just then in the natier kind of category is because you are so flamboyant and energetic Mm. and happy, gay or not, you're just a happy person. Yeah, I'm just very happy. I'm (laughs) very optimistic. You're very happy and expressive of your joy. But add to that, that as a gay guy, sometimes it's interpreted as flamboyance. Do you find that some days when you just don't fucking feel like being that way, that it's hard to be serious it's not so much that I just don't want to be energetic
0: but sometimes I just don't have the energy and I just can't be like I found that over the last two weeks I've been really busy so I go into meetings and usually it's hey babe how are you blah 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 but it's literally hey how are you all and then we would sit down and I'm like okay cool so this is what we're doing with marketing mm. I love that idea I need to get in and out so it's yeah. kind of like it becomes really businessy where there actually is no time for me to make jokes yeah yeah and that's the only time that I find I do it. But usually I'm very – I'm really happy. And the only times I'm not are in my bathtub because I know that I'm not happy. So that's your time. I go. Yeah. And I spend time by myself. Or I go do yoga. Yeah. Yoga is my other big thing. Like, if I feel like I'm having a really pessimistic bad day where I don't want to be smiley and I don't want to be on –
1: you just remove yourself I from remove needing to myself, be. I yeah. myself. Yeah,
0: I just go and do my own thing. Yeah, and then I'll I'll tell people I'm like, hey, I'm taking four hours for myself.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I'm so bad at it when I because I'm similar in that I'm like usually really bubbly, yeah. like part of the day and happy. But then when I do have a, a like a sad or tired day, I'm like people expect me to be bubbly, Sarah. Yeah. And if I've already locked into something, I'm like, shit, I'm gonna have to get out of my grumpy mood. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I never get grumpy oh, no, that's why I get <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, the girls would know that I get crumpy.
1: So yeah, I can f- hear all your friends listening going, ah, uh, con. <laughs>
0: I was like, oh, yeah, no, they always, like, they, get, they say things and then they go, how's he going to react to that? Yeah. <laughs> but I think I've gotten a lot better at it. Like, I've gotten a lot better to – every single way that you react to something is because of something that you're feeling. Yeah. So if you can – before I react, usually I go – why am I doing, Why am I about to say that? Why am I about to do this? And usually, if you can figure that out, it takes that away from you and you no longer react in that manner.
1: But that's a very emotionally aware response. <laughs> I mean, a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't have that kind uh, it, of level of...
0: But, but I think all you need to literally do is probably take 10 seconds before you reply to something to go, why does this piss me off? Yeah. Yeah. What like, is
1: going on here? Yeah, now? what
0: is going on here? And usually, you know, you know deep down why it annoys you.
1: So what about play TA then? (laughs) I don't even know where there's any time left over for you to do anything else. (laughs) But this segment is pretty much getting at the fact that we all do ask first. I mean, we've we've done it here. We ask what we do. We don't ask what people love. We don't ask what brings them joy. And we don't even ask ourselves that often. We just do things because we're on a roll, we want to achieve things, because people put these opportunities in front of you. But... Who are we and what makes us happy is, like, such a different question. Yeah. So if you had no money and no time constraints and you could do anything in the world, is this what you'd be doing? Ish. Ish? Ish. Good answer.
0: Because I want to be in food. If I had no money and no time and I could do whatever I wanted and nothing was, like, a problem, I would travel the world learning how to cook. That is literally what I want to do. And I hope that my career pushes me pushes me in that direction one day nothing would make me happier than to spend literally the next 50 years of my life going from country to country learning how people cook what ingredients they use differently how they use differently Mm. and what are the different ways that things are made like Mm. that is so interesting to me so that would literally be what i would want to be doing if money didn't matter time didn't matter
1: And in between all of the amazing things that you are doing towards that, I mean, I think if anyone could do that, it's you. Yeah. What do you do for yourself that's separate to work? Like bubble baths is one, but do you do anything that's just for joy? Like, do you watch TV? Do you read books?
0: A lot of things. I actually do find a lot of time for myself, which is strange, but I think the busier that I've been, the more time that I've been able to find for myself because I'm like, I need it. It's
1: a necessity, yeah. Yeah.
0: So... The gym is always a necessity. Mm -hmm. It's no longer I work out to stay fit. I work out because I actually like it. Mm. Like, I complain about it (laughs) all the time. But you love it. But I love it. Yeah. And it's because it's social. Yeah. It's like I get to see my friends there. I love yoga because it clears my mind. So that's me time. Mm. I love hiking because I like being outdoors. Mm. I like experiencing new things. Like, that's what I love. And then... Obviously, I spent a lot of time with my gays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just had a little gay road trip the other day. I was like, this is like gays of our lives calendar. Yeah. Like the photos you guys well, were taking was like so much oil. You and Sam, I was like, oh my God, this I, is amazing. I,
0: I literally said to them, I was like, one of us needs to like have a swimwear brand because if we could... Oh, just model it. Like, <laughs> I would just put on all of you guys and have you in the exact position. I just spat on you. It's <laughs> fine. I <laughs> loved it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay,
0: note to self, Nick's into spitting too.
1: <laughs> this is how our life goes as a threesome. Like, literally, <laughs> it's just Khan trying to get in Nick's pants and yeah. me taking photos of them together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I spent a lot of time
0: with my gaze. Love them to pieces. They're... Oh, we're going to touch on this gay thing a little bit more because it is a... Seize the gay. Seize the gay. I didn't really have gay friends.
1: Really? I didn't
0: really have gay friends until probably the last two, three years. Yeah. And I actually think that looking back, I wanted to disassociate myself from being your typical gay man that, like, hangs in groups. And, like, I don't know, like, goes partying on the weekend with each other topless and stuff like yeah. that but then it's like why the fuck do why did I feel like that yeah and it's like because a part of me was still kind of like I'm different though I'm not just stereotypical but I'm like there's nothing wrong being your stereotypical gay like mm. I'm kind of like that sometimes like, and I
1: kind of love that you have accepted it enough to use it to your advantage yeah. you're like I might as well be the token gay like someone's got to be it yeah so why and, lose the opportunity not, just because I'm putting my foot down.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's like it was a really weird way of thinking to be like hanging out with gay guys makes me more gay. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like I'm off the spectrum anyway. Uh, yeah. So. But
0: yeah, so I like I've been hanging yeah, I've I've gotten a really good core group of gay mates now and I love them and it's like we don't sleep together. <laughs> I know. I was going to say,
1: do people ask you that? Like, do they th- assume <coughs> that when you're hanging out that you guys are, like, having a big orgy? All the time. Yeah, okay. All the and time. like, lit- no, we're just friends. Literally, Jesus. Literally, it's
0: like, oh, you can't possibly have a gay friend because you would all just sleep together because there are too many dicks in the equation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> but
0: also. <laughs> but also, it's like.
1: We just hung out.
0: Well, that's just so dumb. That's like saying that, like, I, like you can't be friends with a male.
1: Also, it's also like you're assuming they're all my type. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, what if, ill, they're my friends? Like
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what are you guys doing for Mardi Gras?
0: Um, so, this is really sad. My whole core group of friends, there's actually multiple from different groups, yeah. but they're my core group of gay friends, yeah. are all in Sydney for Mardi Gras.
1: And you're not going?
0: I'm working tomorrow and Monday. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, I was going to and I was really excited And then like a job came through for Monday and for Saturday And I was like I can't go to Sydney I can't go to Sydney So you're
1: making gay cupcakes by yourself I'm
0: making gay cupcakes (laughs) I'm making gay cupcakes (laughs) cupcakes. I'll probably hang out with my girls and just be like, yay (laughs) (laughs) Seize the gay, Seize the gay. I'm the only gay left in Victoria
1: (laughs) 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 We can do a group listening of this episode (laughs)
0: Exactly, exactly (laughs) Well yeah, but I think next year, next year for sure I'm just going to literally like You need your own
1: flotation device.
0: God, (laughs) please. It would just be like multiple gay inflatable cupcakes.
1: (laughs) You could be dressed up Uh, as a gay cupcake. Oh my God, (laughs) I could get 12 people dressed up as gay cupcakes. I got
0: really high just then. I know, it
1: was like blowing out the audio. (laughs) That's when you know that we're having a good time. Oh dear. And so back to the gym, how do you keep yourself in shape? Like now that you, you are kind of... I don't. (laughs) I don't. I
0: don't. I'll say that a bit louder. I don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like it's hard. Obviously you do go to the gym, but then you're also taste testing really, you know, delectable
0: foods all the time. Literally the other day I had a piece of peanut caramel, dark chocolate tart. Mm. It was full of sugar, full of condensed milk, full of chocolate, full of peanut butter Full of butter. Do you have any left? Full of cream. Uh, no, I, I actually sent it to a few people. <sighs> but look, why was I you, not one you, of them? Well, you've got a slice in the freezer right uh, yes, now. Yes, this is true. This is true. Although yours is sugar free and also I know, butter-free. I'm like, mine's not the fun one, but, but it's like, whatever. Really yum. So, <laughs> um, I'm finding it really difficult because I'm, I'm having to eat these really indulgent things that I actually don't really eat. Yeah. Like, I just don't. Like, it's not, I've never had a sweet tooth, and that's mm. probably why I, I struggled on MasterChef cooking sweets. Because I never had the sweet tooth, and mm. so I never made pastries. But now I am, and because I'm testing it for these other things. And then I'm testing the food at the George, which is actually quite clean compared to most restaurant foods, just because it is Vietnamese. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm eating a lot more than I used to, and it's all random, which is so bad for your gut. Yeah. Just because it's not like – it's like high fat here, high carb there, high sugar, and it's like – three different proteins in the same sitting. Yeah. Like, it's like, it really messes with my gut. And I know that, like, I work out a lot. I go to the gym probably an hour and a half to two hours every day. Yeah. My body Whoa. doesn't change.
1: Ah, so you're just keeping at neutral. Yeah. About. Yeah, like it's and cancelling
0: Yeah, out. And it's, I'm finding it really hard. I've trying to stop now. Uh, being part of, like, this whole hospitality industry and owning a restaurant bar means that... I'm next to alcohol every day that I'm in there. Mm. Like, tonight I'll probably end up having a drink Mm. just because. But I won't won't get smashed. You'll just have a casual drink. But I literally would have... So, right now what I'm doing is I'm having dinner there with friends most nights. Mm. Which means every night I'm having one or two drinks.
1: And an extravagant meal.
0: Yeah, and an extravagant meal. Yeah. So, it's kind of like every single night I'm blowing out. Because I think, no, no, this is work still. Like, I'm still like...
1: Yeah, and it's part of it. You're sitting down with people to eat there and share it with them. It's like part of their experience. Exactly. So So
0: I'm finding that's what I'm really struggling with, like the whole keeping my diet under control. When I'm at home, not a problem. Like I eat so clean. Mm. When I'm out of home... It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard, especially because my work now is in food. But it just means that I'm eating a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what about dating? Do you have any time in between for a love life?
0: I tried that. <laughs> I literally tried that this year. It's only February. No, it's March now. Oh my god, it's March. It's today. March now. What the hell? I tried that. It doesn't work. I know that's supposed to be like the work life balance. balance thing. But right now, I'm really happy with what's happening.
1: Oh, good. Like. You're just not searching. Like, you're I'm not, not searching. Yeah. I'm yeah. not
0: searching. I, I tried to even have like someone that I see all the time that wasn't dating. That was not working Mm. i would get annoyed about late nights other person would get annoyed about Well, why can't we have late nights well because i have to work tomorrow yeah and like when i have a late night it actually throws me off whack for the next three days yeah because i was so drunk that night it's kind of like yeah it it just doesn't work i'm not looking i'm really happy i'm i'm obviously still dating yeah like i still go on dates but it's like now the dates have no – I don't see it as like, oh, I'm going on this date because you could be my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go on this date. And just see what happens. I've got – Time like, for a date. Yeah, time for a date. Yeah, and yeah, And see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's really funny because I actually found myself in a position earlier this year where I was like in the same week on four different dates. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but none of them were serious. <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. But it's fine. Like, yeah. It's like – Explore like I'm. I'm 27. Like I'm not ready. I've yeah. got. I've got a restaurant that needs to do well, and I've got three other things that need to do well. You've got other year. things on at the moment. Yeah, other priorities. And it's like it's. Oh, it's really sad though because like I've always been like that. Like I've always always been like career is more important. Mm. Uh, Obviously, dating, if it comes along, it comes along. But uh, this is probably when it's going to come along. I'll probably have a boyfriend next week. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, like, you need to edit that episode. (laughs) Yeah, Just be like, I met him before the episode and we fell in love deeply. Yeah, Yeah, no, Uh, dating dating has been different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, second last question just to finish up. Three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in conversation.
0: I am a black belt three, two-stripe. In Taekwondo Shut
1: up Yep The motherland
0: Yeah <laughs> Oh yeah Taekwondo three. I used
1: to do Taekwondo I have two trophies at home So Nine years. Oh Extending from that
0: National champion <gasps> Shut up Wait Funny story behind that Oh my god Tell me Black belt Two stripe At 14 <gasps> No I was black belt One stripe When I won the national tro- um, The trophy The national Whatever Yeah. Anyway So I was black belt One stripe I was 14 I was severely overweight Oh, my God. Yep. Regionals, uncontested. Made it through to states. States, uncontested. (laughs) Made it through to nationals. Nationals, uncontested. You're national champion now.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut up.
0: That is amazing. Ridiculous. Oh, my God.
1: Don't tell anyone about that. (laughs) (laughs) uncontested. That's
0: so good. Because for for my weight class and my belt and my age.
1: There's no one else. There was no one else. Very good. I was like, I'm Fat black belt 14 year old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, two more. I usually oh. say tattoos, but everyone's seen your, t- your amazing tattoos. Yeah. So what's your other two things? Just that don't usually come up in these interviews, like pet peeves or like weird obsessions or.
0: Oh my god, I pretend that I don't like cats. Oh, okay, why? really strange. Why? I always go ill cats, but then like a cat will come to me and I'll be like, oh my god, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> like I would like cuddle the fuck out of a cat, so but crazy. then I'm always like, I hate cats. Like I, I always that. say it.
1: It's because it's trendy. Because dogs are cute. Right? <laughs> and everyone's like, ugh.
0: I think Elizabeth used to have a cat. She still does. And you want um, to get your cat? I'm like, it'll get the cat away from me. And she's <laughs> like, you love my cat. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Great one. Yeah. Number
1: three. Um,
0: the third one. Um, people might know this, but I have a weird obsession with crystals.
1: Oh, I did know this. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you knew this. I probably have about seven, eight grams worth of. Crystals in my room Amazing. that I have bought over time. There's a manifestation stone that I have in there that is about the size of your thumb that cost me $400. Oh my god. Because it's a crystal growing inside of another crystal. So, <gasps> like, it's like double manifestation. Oh my so. god, it's a
1: crystal baby! <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so cute. Anyway, I, I, and I, I sleep with them sometimes under my pillow. So it depending. obviously
1: works because look what you're manifesting.
0: <laughs> Thank Seriously. You. But yeah, so I have these manifestation stones and like, and other stones. So it's like, I need a little bit of self-love. I'll sleep with a rose quartz underneath my bed. Yeah. Or like, if I need manifestation, then I have the, that one. If I need grounding, I have a smoky quartz. Like, yeah. whatever I feel like I'm lacking in my life, Goes under my bed
1: amazing yeah and i
0: sometimes i carry them on big like meetings and interview yeah i'll keep them in my hand all through MasterChef, i had them in my hand and the first really? time that i went into an elimination challenge had it in your hand i had dropped the stone <gasps> as they were announcing it i was like i'm going in because i was holding to this stone mm. and it was my luck it was jade mm. and i dropped it and i was like that's a sign
1: oh my god
0: yeah how weird, <gasps> so, weird. so those are my three
1: they were really good. Yeah, thank and you. And last one, since I love quotes so much, what is your favourite motivational quote?
0: <laughs> so my, my, this one I really resonated with me. It's failure is the opportunity to begin again, but with more experience.
1: I love that. And I love it so
0: much. And That's it just such like, a
1: good one. Because it,
0: you, then you think back and you're like... Yeah.
1: Amazing. Like, yeah, because
0: it's kind of like... It's okay if it's not going to work out for you. Because yeah. it will in the long run because now you know you've learned
1: totally yeah well this was amazing thank, thank you. you so much no, for squeezing this in no
0: thank you like this like obviously to you you're like oh it's my podcast but to me it's another platform
1: yeah. like
0: and especially for Mardi Gras coming up like it's a special time and it's, a, it's it's a really nice moment to be able to actually speak about the other side of me that I don't get to speak about a lot which is like the gay side like the growing up side mm. the like yeah so all of that so I've really appreciated having you here
1: oh thank you That's right. I think it's such good timing because you are such a role model for anyone I mean anyone in general but particularly people who are worried about coming out of the closet or uh, have come out of the closet and mm. are still struggling to accept themselves or find mm. the right network like you're a really strong example thank that, you. that you can be happy with who you are. You can find people who, are, mm. who love you for who you are. 100%. It's a tough journey sometimes, but yeah. you get there in the end.
0: And so I just wanted to add on that. Like, if you do listen to Sarah's podcast and you do think that someone needs that kind of message, I really recommend you kind of pass this on because, oh, like, I think it's important. Mm. Just hearing those words is actually quite... Those words, are, like, it's quite helpful Like, I think that, like, sometimes you, like, I felt like when I was younger, all I really needed was for someone who I wasn't out to, to just literally just turn, not make a big deal out of it and just be like, I love you. Yeah. Like, that's all you kind of need sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast can do that. It's kind of just like, it's the right messaging. Which I love
1: Oh I'm so glad That's exactly what I want it to be I want it to be Like everyone who's listening To feel like they're getting a hug Yeah Like that's kind of I always say People won't remember what you say Or what you do They'll always remember How, how you, you made them feel, feel. Yeah. And for me that's like I want them to feel A like they've just had a massive hug And B like they've got a, a cheerleader who's Yeah Who's like you are fucking awesome You like, are Go do your thing And like
0: the reason Like you feel different But the reason that you are different Makes you special like, Exactly You're different because there's no you No one else is out there So like Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide away. Be proud. Be out there. Let people know who you are. Because like you're special. Absolutely.
1: You're special. Thank you. So So, that blew out a little longer than expected, but that's what I love about Khan. We can yak on for ages about anything and everything. We tried out his new menu at the George on Collins last night and it was to die for. So head in if you're in Melbourne, it is well worth a visit. I hope you gained some insights and learned something new. I know I certainly did. Wish I could do two episodes every week. Seriously, this was so much fun. So please take his advice and keep sharing this with friends and family so that one day that might be possible. And as always, please do screenshot this episode now to share on socials, tagging us both so we know what you think. It would bring me so much yay. Hope you have a wonderful Mardi Gras weekend, whether you celebrate it or not, and are seizing your yay.